Hey, boys and girls, why don't you come on down? It's Point Break Minute. Don't be a clown. We point out the moments and break down the minutes. So climb on board and we'll dive right in it. Oh, God. Yeah, I feel Woo. like that's what my intros have been building towards, the uh, the B-52s guy. Um, so I don't know where I'll go from here, but that was... That uh, was pinnacle. That was pretty good. Oh, thanks. Uh, thanks, was... Sam. So, yeah, yeah I'm yeah. Ryan Kennedy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and I'm Jess Lowe. Sorry, uh, this and... is so like <laughs> you were you were basking in the glory of the moment. It's okay. Yeah, I'm Sam was... Harris. Hello. Hi, Sam. Thanks for coming on. Oh, absolutely. Thanks for having me. Um, here I am. Here, Yay. here. No matter no matter where you go, there you yeah. are. Yeah, exactly. In the words of exactly. Buckaroo Banzai. Yeah. Um, uh-huh. <clears throat> so, minute nineteen. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Point mm-hmm. break. So minute 19 starts with Keanu at the computer. Um, He's looking at Lori Petty's info. He's saying both parents deceased. Airplane crash, San Diego, 84. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Keanu. Definitely. Definitely. The the creepiest, weirdest, like, I'll have that one. Yeah, yeah, he like chooses She'll, his target. That one. Okay. She'll do nicely. Yeah, I so I have okay, full disclosure, I've never seen Point Break. So I lacked oh. I lacked yeah. some distinct context for this scene. Uh so I you know just going in and I was like, you know, uh who who is he talking to? Uh is he talking to himself? I don't know. Uh who's he talking about? And then, you know, going on forward, you know. You slowly I just, figured uh, it out like the detective you are. Yeah, yeah, he, he, he's got it. He, he got there. Uh, wherever it was, he got there. Um, yeah. <laughs> no matter where what, you what go, a strong beginning. you are, as in the words of Buckaroo <laughs> Banzai. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, kind of a, a weird, a weird uh, response to that. Um, but that, that scene then transforms into a new scene. Um, motorcycles are pulling away in the dust. Dust is everywhere. Um, it's from a restaurant as Johnny Utah pulls up in his old car. It's kind of sunset-ish. It's a, yeah, it's a 1970 Mustang. Mm-hmm. I, uh, nice car. A little bit I wrote that down. There, yep. Oh. It's a, nice car. It, it doesn't look like it's in great condition, but yes, nice car. <laughs> it's a, it's kind it's of like, like a... Yeah. It's a little bit of a um, a prequel to his John Wick days, driving mm-hmm. around. Mm, yeah. Does he have yeah, a Mustang yeah. in that? He has something like that. He has a cool muscle car. Something. Yeah. Yeah. Dunno. But he, you know, that's that's a Keanu staple at this point, right? Gotta have yeah. a cool muscle car. And <laughs> so in this scene, it may not, it may or may not be apparent, but he's undercover. And we were trying to figure out, like, he's undercover as a surfer. Mm-hmm. Um, so, do of you course. Think, yes, of, as one is. Yeah, right. Um, and so, do we think that this is his car or, like, his character's car, if that makes sense? Um, I don't know. I, it, yeah, I think uh, it's it's his car. I think he's cool enough to to have a cool muscle car. That's just... His character. His real name is Johnny Utah, right? Like that's oh, that's yeah. not that his is cover his name. Real that's name. that's a. I feel like a dude named Johnny Utah has has that car. I don't know that. Yeah. I think he was born in that car, and it's it's a part of his <laughs> history. You know, it's just always with him wherever. Johnny he goes. Utah was the yeah, exactly. He was born going seventy five. That's too slow. Going ninety Although on I, the freeway. I do have to debunk your theory there. I mean, it's a good theory, Uh-oh. but it is a nineteen seventy 
Mustang, and uh, he has revealed that he's 25 years old, and this takes place in 1990, so... Well, okay, well, you know... Well, it doesn't, it doesn't quite work out, but he, um, I, I like the theory. He could have been born in a car, a muscle car of some kind. <laughs> any, any car, and that, that's previous, why he has a taste a previously, for... Uh, previous for Mustang muscle cars. Model. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, I, I also loved the amount of dust he kicked up in that one scene. Uh, right. You did yes. point out the dust, that dust was everywhere. It yeah, just seemed very like he, dusty. he came and the motorcycle in... sort of peels off as he's as he's parking too, so it just adds to that. Makes a really nice silhouette, Keanu silhouette, you know. God, I love really those really Keanu good backdrop. Yeah, good Keanu silhouette. That's that's vital. I, we've talked before <laughs> about the amount of haze in this movie, but I, I hadn't thought about the amount of dust as well. So in in the in a lot of the room scenes, there's kind of. A haze, a blue haze. This cinematographer is just—I don't—I forget their name, but they are all about the ambiance. Don- Donald Peterman, I think. Yeah, I don't know. I think that was—it was either that or the set dresser. I forget. Uh, but yeah, it's definitely—he's done a lot of whoever it was, uh, whatever their name was, has done a lot of movies. Kind of have that '80s aesthetic with like the, you know, Blade Runnery kind of thing. Mm, where it's all mm-hmm. hazy and smoky. Hazy so. and full of full of mood. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> full of mood. Yeah. All, all full up. <laughs> and so then he starts walking into um, the restaurant. And Murin, you were thinking that he has kind of changed his look up from his normal look. He's His hair is a little more disheveled. Um, he's... Uh, you know, kind of changed, changed himself, but he's still in a gray top tucked in into jeans. Yeah, and... he still looks a little bit square, um, and as, <laughs> as we'll find out in subsequent minutes, he's not, you know, he's not pretending to be this cool surfer guy. He's, his backstory is that he's kind of trying to loosen up, so it makes sense to me. Yeah. But it's yeah. still, yeah, the, the gray t-shirt tucked into jeans is, you know, not, <laughs> not a look I would choose. Um, it's a look. Oh, but I do see, Murren, over your shoulder that you've written that Keanu looks sexier in this scene. Yeah, I, I do think he looks better. You know, we, we've uh, discussed in previous minutes, um, uh-huh, everyone yeah. except for Avi. Uh, previous guest Avi Cool has has fallen on the side of Patrick Swayze being the sexier of the two in this movie. <laughs> okay, all right. He does, in this scene, Keanu does have a certain uh, a certain swagger. A certain Je ne sais quoi. Yeah, yeah, he has yeah, a yeah. Swagger, and uh, I don't know. I think his hair's a little bit less, you know, combed. It's not quite as, you know, rigid and quaffed as it was earlier when he was in his. And he's not wearing a suit, and uh, he just, yeah, he's a little bit more laid back. And I don't know, it's just something you see his eyes a little more. I think too, those brown eyes, those soulful puddles, those big, of mud. beautiful, yeah, yeah, Keanu eyes. <laughs> yeah. He's our dumb baby angel, so he's got those dumb baby angel eyes. Um, So we're in this restaurant, and there's Lori Petty still in that Lisa Frank top um, that is more sleeve than top. Um, And for the rest... So with that, that was that... When 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 we saw her get dressed in the previous minute, Mm -hmm. was that the same... Is this the same day? I don't... No, I don't think so because she makes a comment later about being like, "Why are you hanging? Why do you keep hanging around here?" Yeah, yeah, I got the impression that he had been there like recently-ish, but not not that day, you know. Unless he's just loitering around there, he yeah. drove away in his, about, is his car. Is she just talking about the the beach in general? Oh, 
because it's right by the beach. Um, and he was, you know, he's surfing on the beach earlier. And I'm just, yeah, I maybe it is her only top, you know, and she it's her it's her surfing top that she wears. That's her beach top. The beach. Yeah. So she has to be yeah. ready ready to go down to maybe the beach. Maybe it's her working yeah, it's, it could yeah. be it could be a luck thing, you know, like uh, this mm. is my lucky my lucky surf top. You know, <laughs> lucky surf top. My lucky. It's the uh... only. It's the only way I can hang ten. Yeah. It's the only way. With with good luck. Yeah. yeah well. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of luck involved in surfing. Not a lot of not a lot of skill, as it turns out. Oh yes. We can't tell in this minute whether she's still wearing those uh, those jorts, those cut off jorts with no underwear. <laughs> uh, I would hope she changed out of those before going to work at a food food service place. Yeah. I it mean, seems the, pretty laid back there, but you know, yeah. it does seem pretty laid back. And the jorts are pretty long jorts. Yeah, they're so. not. They're not Daisy Dukes. They're sort of standard jorts. I remember when I worked in food service. As long as uh, your uh, clothing was to your knees, you're okay. Okay. Hmm. Yeah. There's no. Uh, there's no uh, rules on commando. No. <laughs> I don't think they can say anything like you must wear <laughs> and wear underwear. Damn it! Yeah, they don't check you it's not when you like, get there. It's not like germs from your crotch are like seeping into food. It's not like you're preparing food near your crotch. <laughs> like it's protected by a layer of clothing. At least one. Yeah. At least, well, don't you want? I don't know. We can get into a whole conversation about what what it really means to be clean. Uh, and I don't really want to go down that road. Um, I, I, let's be honest. I wouldn't really care if she was wearing underwear or not. I'll just leave it at that. Just no, curious. That's fair. Yeah. 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 <clears throat> She's also um, has, you know, her pixie cut, her signature, um, whatever her character's name is. I can't remember. Tate Tyler. Tyler Ann. Tyler Ann signature. Looks like she stuck her finger in an electrical socket. Pixie. Um, <laughs> her hair is standing straight away from her head, and she only has one earring in. Mm-hmm. And a green stud. Yeah. So that was kind of interesting, I thought. Like, why does she only have one earring in? It's just part that... of her look, you know? It's her, her ensemble. She's just that laid back, you know? She only had time <laughs> for one She's that laid back. I think that's a perfect yeah. answer. She's, you know, yeah. two earrings is too symmetrical. Yeah, that's exactly. just stuffy, man. Um... Yeah, yeah. You gotta you gotta take all that weight off to, to save it for the surfing. I'm full of surfing facts. I don't yeah. know if you've noticed. I know a I'm... lot about it. Yeah. I didn't realize that you were such an expert. Did we? Well, you know... Yeah, I came from watching this minute, actually, so... Uh. Oh, oh, I yeah. mean, you learn a lot. You learn a yeah. lot in the, yeah. the later yeah. minute. Actually. Yeah, yeah. You, mm-hmm. you see a little mm-hmm. bit of a, a surfing instruction. But um, I was, uh, in my notes, I say he, he orders shrimp and fries. What is shrimp yeah, and fries? Yeah, I, I noticed that, too. Yeah. Uh, it's an interesting combo, for sure. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, uh, I did a little bit of research on this, you know, if you can call it that. And uh, I, I've never... I don't know if I've ever seen it on the menu, but uh, I haven't spent that much time down in la either so uh maybe it's a standard maybe um, that's their signature dish uh, from yeah. what i can tell I, i'm imagining it's probably f- like fried battered shrimp popcorn yeah like that... pop- popcorn shrimp sort of a you know a fish and chips situation but uh, yeah yeah fried that, that you know, makes sh- sense shrimp yeah versus shrimp like and... boiled shrimp on top of french fries or something. <laughs> yeah that would be it's... Yeah, like shrimp yeah. cocktail and fries. I was gonna that say would... it's one of those like little cups of just small shrimp. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. That's that's yeah, the cold shrimp cocktail <laughs> yeah, with the yeah. sauce and fry. Yeah, that wouldn't right. be very I'll good. I'll have one of the that's a beach staple. I'll have one of those, please. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I do want to log this as uh one of the one of the moments. I don't I, I don't remember this particular moment from watching it as a whole, but I remember it from this minute. It didn't stick out before, but now it does. It's one of the th- sort of foods, the kind of odd food references in this movie. That's uh, there, There's one coming up later, the classic meatball subs that Gary Busey wants. <laughs> uh, but earlier there was a donut. Keanu talks about taking the skin off chicken. I just, I'm noticing kind of a, an odd food theme going on here. Huh. Yeah. Hmm. Shrimp and fries. Yeah, interesting, uh, interesting choice. Yeah. yeah so the writers were think... just super hungry. Yeah. I, oh. Yeah, I've, I've uh, talked to people, and I'm I'm now planning for the the minutes, which you wouldn't know about because you haven't seen it, which is fine. We, uh, <laughs> in a way, it's more fun. It is. It's more fun to talk to someone who doesn't know what's going on outside of these minutes. Uh, <laughs> but uh, later on, Gary Busey will order two, not one, but two meatball subs. And I've got to have a meatball sub on hand for that minute. Oh, yeah. But you can't yes, absolutely. while you're recording because that's no, gross. No, no. Can't do that. Yeah. So um, this scene, you know, before he, he uh, orders this suspicious shrimp and fries, um, there's Lori Petty. She's in that Lisa Frank top, the signature Lisa Frank top. Um, and... Hundreds of tears, or mm-hmm. hundred of tears, hundreds of tears, hundreds of tears, by Cheryl Crow. <laughs> it's exactly a hundred tears. Yeah, exactly. 100 <laughs> no more, no less. <laughs> by Cheryl Crow starts playing. I had never heard this song before, but it honestly just sounds to me like a really dopey version of Phil Collins in the air tonight. It it has a similar kind of drum beat to it. It sounds like Phil Collins could have been doing the doing the drums on this. Uh, so Cheryl Crow. Um, this is before Cheryl Crow really hit it big. This is uh, 1990. Uh, she didn't record her debut album until 93. So she oh. was kind of, you know, just kind of a, a, a singer-songwriter, backup singer, uh, you know, just trying to make it, you know, she was kind of building steam, but hadn't quite, she wasn't a household name. So it's kind of interesting that she was chosen to do a, a song for this. And it's only played in the, background of this scene as far as i know um oh speaking of drum beats she did she did in 2008 tell ellen degeneres that if it didn't have a drum beat you can just forget about it so shell crow apparently <laughs> very advice. enthusiastic yeah, about go. the drum beats yeah you gotta have that drum beat now yeah. was this movie when it was coming out was this like was this big news when it was in theaters or was this one of those things that kind of had a slow burn that i know literally i like i know the name point break and i know the basic premise i don't know a whole lot about the 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 you know the buzz surrounding this release well we've had a couple previous guests on who are a little bit older than us and they both remember i think both of both of them remembered seeing it in theaters yeah okay um, all right that's that's good yeah yeah and I, th- I think we asked them about that in terms of how it was received um and i think it was received pretty well yeah it yeah. looks like it made uh, 83.5 million at the box office um, which is in 1991 dollars, pretty good. Yeah, that's that's decent. Yeah, and uh, sure. I can imagine with the uh, you know the combined powers of Swayze and Keanu, who were both pretty <laughs> big stars at this point, uh, absolutely would have been a pretty exciting movie. And Patrick Swayze was named Sexiest Man of the Year in 1991. Uh, I think Ooh, that was probably after okay. it came out. But yeah, it was sort might of might have been a... because of Point Break that he got that 
that yeah. chance at that illustrious title. Yeah. yeah. But he did not win the MTV's Most Desirable Male Actor Award. No. He oh. only won that. that oh, yikes. I know. So Awkward. Marin, the other day, bursts into the bathroom to tell me <laughs> that Swayze won Sexiest Man Alive that year. Burst into the bathroom makes it sound, I don't know, I don't like the sound of that, but it is what I did. Yeah. I just want to assure our many, many uh, listeners that uh, I'm, I'm not a creepoid, not a pervizoid. Yeah. I, it was, I just wanted to... Neither of those things It was very you. exciting okay. news, and I'm, I'm so glad that, you know, that you had to tell me the moment you found out. Um, it, it, you know, it's important stuff. Absolutely. I could see why. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, what I was telling you was uh, that I had, I had heard about the controversy of Blake Shelton being named People's Sexiest Man Alive. Uh, I think I said Sexiest Man of the Year before. Sexiest Man Alive of the Year. Uh, it's and Sexiest how, Man Alive. That's the yeah, title. But it's, only, it's, it's, not, it's only for a year, though. Yeah. So right. it's not forever. As soon as that title ends, you die. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Turned into Soylent Green at the end of the yeah. year. And mm-hmm. yep. Someone else. They're like, this one, is, this one is acceptable for the, the product. But I, I just, I greatly enjoy the controversy that people were on Twitter were out crying that Idris Elba should have been. It's a very natural thing to be upset about because Idris Elba is the most perfect. He is the sexiest man, man alive. He you is. Know, so. He is. So what's his garbage with Blake Sheldon? Yeah, exactly. Anyways. So it's not the Blake Shelton, anyway. Idris Elba minute, but that happens it would, later. It would be interesting Tune to do in. a podcast yeah. about the sexiest men alive over the years. It's it gets real interesting as you go back. I'm sure there's a lot of politics, and I'm not even joking. I'm sure that there's a lot of stuff that goes into that weird. Yeah, <laughs> I'm stuff. sure. You know, and uh, I bet a lot of negotiating agents and uh, yeah, right. Good managers and PR people. Yeah, know. I remember like I was looking back on it, and like Sean Connery was was sexiest man alive when he was like 67 or something really and it was like in you know definitely an old man there must have been a shortage of people <laughs> like mark Harmon was at one point oh, which is weird God. to think about ah uh, you know yeah all right yeah go, go him i guess uh yeah Woo. anyway um a little more about cheryl crow uh i i wanted to this is just an excuse to talk about this but uh uh, the year before, 1990, she had appeared on the Stephen Bochco show, Cop Rock, as an undercover <gasps> cop. Cop Rock, the cop musical. I don't want to say too much about Cop Rock. Um, Hold on. Wait, what? Go on. Right? So right? Here, here's what you have to do. You just have to look up, just type in Cop Rock to YouTube. And okay. I think the number one result will be, let's be careful out there. Um, and you should watch that. I'll okay. put the link. I'll put the link in the description of the of this episode. Uh, everyone, Phenomenal. just do yourselves a favor. Just yeah. imagine Law and Order with a musical number. That's how I always imagine Law and Order. <gasps> oh, good. Yeah. Good. So, Cop Rock, and uh, you can also find the Cheryl Crow number on on YouTube. It's not as good as Let's Be Careful out there, but you can you can see Cheryl Crow. You know, she's an undercover cop singing a song. Awesome. <laughs> like they do. So that's Cheryl <laughs> yeah. Crow. I also wanted to get in, you know, since we have hundreds of tears playing, I wanted to do a little bit of a poetry rendition here. Oh. The, the lyrics uh, start. What what voice should I do this in? Um, your Teddy voice. From okay, Bob's I'll Burgers. try my best to do Teddy. Oh, okay. Um, I, I stood in the warmth of the light, chilled to the bone. Hundreds of faces in sight. Still, 
I was alone. Door after door, and room after empty room. I've stood here before, but under a different moon. It goes on wow. from there. Wow, that was, that was powerful stuff. Thanks, thanks, Jessa. <laughs> I really teddy... get into the, yeah, get into the lyrics there. It's, I it's... wish it was better, but uh, it's... It's deep. That's what I, that's what I was requesting. Bear. Yeah, it's kind of, kind of Fozzie Bear and Ray Romano. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'd, I'd love to see that crossover. <laughs> yes. Yeah. All right. So this minute continues, unless you want to talk more about Cheryl Crow. <laughs> That's all we need to say about. We could go okay. on and on about Cheryl Crow. Let's be yeah. honest. We could go on, but we shouldn't. So we'll get to more of the conversation that's actually happening. So right before, um, you know, he walks in. He being Johnny Utah, walks in. He sees Lori Petty, and she looks at him, gives him this super disparaging once over. Um, it's very meaningful, and it goes, "What do you want?" And he says, "Shrimp and fries." We discuss the shrimp and fries. It's weird. And then she says, I mean, what do you want? Why do you keep hanging around here? I need you to teach me. Give me a break. Uh, and then she says, shrimp and fries to go. Would you like something to drink with that? She isn't buying it. He says, I'm serious. She says, would you like a drink with that, sir? Oh, yeah, sir. With like the... Ooh, the, the sir. Scathing. Oh, yeah, scathing, sir. And she kind of emphasizes the to go. Yeah. And he says, I'm serious. And she says, I can see you're serious. Forget it. Stick to tennis. And she says it in the same way that one would say, stick to poisoning babies. Yeah. <laughs> I love the way it, she says tennis so disdainfully. Yeah. It's, very, it's good. It, it was one of my favorite parts of the whole uh, the whole minute there. Now, is tennis is tennis something he does? Does like is that a is that a Johnny Utah staple or no? No, it's yeah. not. She's just she's just giving him the once of, over uh, and you know rich yeah. uh, stuff. Oh uh, yeah, okay, all right. That makes that makes sense. I I would also love to see a version of Point Break where the the undercover thing is tennis. <laughs> yes, well, the it, undercover tennis cop movie. It's funny yeah. that there is a movie called Breakpoint, and that movie well, is about tennis. Wait, <laughs> are you serious? Yeah, yeah. I'm serious. <laughs> That's too good. That's almost. Too good to be true. I. Yeah. Also who's in that point, movie? Is, is it also about tennis? Is so, it Rianu Keeves? Rianu Keeves. Yeah. Swatrick Paisy. And if if Jeremy Sisto is uh, is the opposite of Keanu Reeves, then yes. Okay. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Awesome. So I guess most Close most enough. movies with the word point in them are about tennis, but uh, not this one. Yeah, that makes sense. This one has yeah. a tennis mention, so it's it's basically it's tennis adjacent. Yeah. 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 Well, do you guys have anything else you want to say about this minute before we move on to recommendations? No. no? I'm good. Yeah. Solid awesome. minute. Awesome. Sam, well, what, what would be your recommendation for the week? Well, we, it's funny because uh, Murrin actually mentioned my recommendation that I had planned out to mention already, and that would be John Wick. Uh, awesome. I figured we would we would keep in the, the, the Keanu Reeves tradition. Um, I haven't seen the second one, so I can't. I can't in good oh. faith recommend that, although I hear good things. It's on my it's list for great. sure. Uh, but the uh, first John Wick is just like a solid, you know, well choreographed action flick. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, yeah fun, fun movie. Yeah, and Keanu has never been more grizzled and more attractive. I think. In oh yeah, he's got the he's got the five o'clock. He's got like the seven o'clock shadow going. That yeah. whole movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, good he stuff. Looks... 
he's aged very well and yeah we've discussed on earlier episodes that as he's aged he's definitely gotten more attractive as he's matured i would say yeah uh-huh yeah so, i i'm on i'm 100% in that in that camp as well he's yeah. he's he's great in that yeah super good my uh so many girls i know are guys who like um have like totally gotten huge crushes on um Keanu Reeves after that movie cuz and they all say the reason is is because he cares so much about his puppy. Yeah. And, he's, you know. The saddest beginning to any movie yeah. ever. Probably. Yeah. yeah. Really solid setup for a revenge flick, though. I oh, I know. Say. Yeah. You can't you can't deny him after that. You know. They literally. Totally... they Spoilers, I guess. Uh, if we want to get into it. But. Yeah. yeah. Go watch that movie. Yeah. Yeah. That's a really good one. Solid recommendation. Now, Murren, what's yours? Mine is actually. It fits in well with the theme. Uh, I'm going to recommend Bullet. It's a classic uh, Steve McQueen movie. Um, I feel like it's a movie like our dads probably saw. Not not <laughs> our dads necessarily, but the dads the dads in general. The dads of the oh past. Oh my god! Our cat Francis is carrying something in her mouth. Good. Okay, is it alive anyway. or dead? Oh, okay. It, it's a it's a stuffed toy. Okay. Yeah. Oh, it did look okay. like it was a dead corpse no. a little bit, but no. They're they're too tame for that. Anyway, <laughs> back to the matter at hand. Leaving all that in. Um, <laughs> Bullet, a uh, classic Steve McQueen movie. It's a movie I feel like you know the previous generation probably liked a lot, but I don't know if it really made it past to the next one. Um, but it's a really good movie. It's a, uh, I feel like Steve McQueen is kind of in some ways the Keanu Reeves of his time because he's not a great actor, but he's a freaking star, and right. he does a lot of his yeah, own yeah. stunts and he does his own driving in this movie, and uh, it's just watching car chases in like sixties and seventies movies. They always make me feel so afraid because I know they're actually happening, and (laughs) it's like they're they're actually like it feels real somehow with like watching it with the grainy film. And this Uh movie, yeah, yeah. Bullet, he's he's a badass. He drives a car like the the movie like Cobra and Drive are like super influenced by it. So Mm, yeah, check out Bullet. Good good badass like dad movie. (laughs) <laughs> awesome <laughs> like no one understands you know what makes him tick but he just he does it you know he he does what he does and sort of a loose cannon well. who doesn't play by the rules kind of deal yeah wild card yeah and there's, yeah, there's some there really good go. chases yeah. through the streets of san francisco going down those hills so oh excellent bullet. good bullet spelled b-u-l-l-i-t-t awesome so this is name awesome that's well, my, it's a good my, name yeah it's a great name well, my recommendation for the week is going to be a movie that we actually just watched a couple nights ago um, called Goon um, with Sean William Scott and Allison Pill and Lee Schreiber and Jay Bruchel. Um And it is a movie that I was super skeptical going into and was actually shocked that had been pretty well received by critics. Um, and it's basically pretty simple movie um sean william scott plays um a uh, a goon pretty much like he's a thug um in a, on a hockey team yeah. and his his sole purpose to be on the team is to beat up other hockey players um and he's totally a lenny from of mice and men like He's the sweetest thing and so pure and um, he falls in love with Allison Pill and it's just so romantic. It's one of the more like believable and investing 
romances I've seen on film in a while. Yeah, and also very bloody um, in terms of... Not the of, romance, no. the other parts. No. <laughs> yeah, no, the other parts are, like, hilariously, like, bloody to me and gross. Um, and, like, there are scenes, like, you know, teeth falling out and, like, blood being splattered across the ice and, and all that stuff. And it's so... It, it's pretty good. It's got it's got both that that gore and that violence, as well as just the sweetest love story to have ever happened, and yeah. not a huge amount of like annoying conflict that comes up, which yeah, is nice. It's, it's a nice sports movie that the conflict isn't really about like oh the rival team are such dicks and we got to take them down. It's more about we're the, the underdogs. We got to yeah, come it's more on about up. The conflict and... between the players on the team and. Uh, yeah, and sort of yeah. how they get get to work together, huh. and it's 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 very the writing. Um, so I have to start off by saying we were watching this movie together, and we we're both loving it. And Jessa basically called this recommendation; otherwise, I'd be recommending it too. But she called it. Like, <laughs> I'm going to recommend this for the podcast. <laughs> yeah. So it was great, right. and uh, um, I I mean it with no irony when I say Sean William Scott gives the performance of a lifetime, <laughs> which, which I never thought I would say those ever words. Think they would say that, that yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's um, the most unexpected part of the whole thing. Uh, good for him. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah great, great movie. Re- really, really unexpected. And I, I, uh, I thought. I guess I thought the one thing that I didn't quite like was uh, Jay Baruchel is a little bit. He tries a little too hard with his character, but he also wrote the movie with Did Evan he? Goldberg. Oh. So I have to give him credit for oh, that because I'm the sure. writing is great. Okay. It's very unexpected and very fresh. Yeah. So. Yeah, and it has all the sport, you know, the sporty training montages you'd want with mm-hmm. none of the quack, quack, quack that, <laughs> you know, you would fear. I always want that, actually. Oh, okay. Um, you could edit that into every sports montage you want, really. I, I mean, yeah, you could edit it in. Well, you could there... edit it into the podcast right here. Quack. That sounds quack. like a good idea. We could have quack. a montage, quack. us three. Yeah. Have an audio montage. Quack. Yeah. Quack. How does one convey training via audio? Like, I'm walking on sunshine, or, like, I have a tiger, or... Yeah. And there's just a lot of grunting underneath that. Yeah. Yeah. And then, like, shaking the head noises, and, like, (laughs) then a thumbs-up noise. (laughs) Yeah, the the solid sound of a (laughs) thumbs-up. Exactly, exactly. Solid. Okay, I think that's yeah, that's our episode title: "The Solid Sound of a Thumbs Up." Awesome. <laughs> I like that. That's a good phrase. Good. Well, any, good. Anything else you want to say about this minute or recommendations or anything like that? No, I'm, you know, I'm all out of I'm all out of stuff. I'm awesome. I'm out of stuff too. Well, thanks, Sam, for joining us for this minute. Yeah. Well, thanks for having me. It was a good you minute. Come back, uh, come back in a few days for the next one. Oh, absolutely. You bet. Awesome. We'll, we'll look forward to talking to you then. And uh, in the meantime, thanks, everybody, for tuning in to uh, the soothing sounds of Point Break Minute. Uh, we want to just thank you for rating, reviewing, and subscribing on iTunes because I know everybody's doing that because that's we just have so many reviews and high <laughs> ratings. It's, it's really overwhelming. Um, maybe by the time this comes out, we will. <laughs> right now, we don't. Um, yeah. <laughs> and uh, anyway, yeah, just Point Break Minute. Surfing! Woo!